Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horneman, aka The Thyroid Fixer. Also, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health-related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. Remember, I fix your thyroid, I fix your hormones, I fix your life. So let's get started. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Who doesn't like a little quickie every once in a while? Like a quickie weight loss tips episode. So instead of diving into the world of thyroid and testosterone and insulin, and you've heard me talk about those very key components, key markers to be able to achieve weight loss. You need to check all of those boxes first. If those boxes aren't checked, nothing I talk about today will matter. I will tell you that. So please do not think you can supplement or diet your way out of low thyroid function. That is where I have been there and done that. So just to remind you, and I'm gonna take you on a little journey. And maybe as I tell this story, this is going to resonate with you and you're going to say, oh my God, that's me. So just imagine yourself, and maybe you're there already, gaining 25 pounds in one month. And that is not from eating pizza and donuts. That is from eating chicken and broccoli and asparagus and counting your macros and going to the gym and lifting heavy shit getting good sleep, taking your supplements, doing all the things, and the weight just keeps coming on. And your body is literally out of control. And you go to doctor after doctor after doctor, spend months, months, maybe years looking for this answer as to why your body is laying down weight and you are doing everything properly, everything. It comes down to thyroid because that was me. That was me. I put on 25. Actually, I put on 35 plus pounds because I stopped weighing myself after 35 pounds came on my 5'2 frame. And I went to doctor after doctor. I was told I was normal. Everything is fine. Eat less, exercise more. It's all in your head. So if you've been there too, you know, there is nothing you can do until you optimize your thyroid. If you have low testosterone, you're screwed. If you have insulin resistance, you're screwed. It doesn't matter if you're eating keto or carnivore or doing all the things. You need to address those things first and then everything we talk about today will come into play. Quickie little tips to accelerate your weight loss efforts. First of all, track. 
I'm going to come down harder on this point and I'm going to come down a little bit harder with my patients too. I was at a, an event last week with my dear friend and colleague, JJ Virgin. And she said something that really stuck with me. She said, you know, back when I was seeing clients, if they didn't track, I didn't take them because you need to write down and see in front of your face exactly what's going in your mouth. I've said this in past episodes, but I think this is a great story. One of my dear patients that I love, she started tracking and we saw you know, everything else was getting better except this weight loss thing. So she's tracking and what do we see? She is eating so much fruit and taking in so many carbohydrates that she was basically eating a high carb, high fat diet. What did we have to do? We had to reel back, well, actually eliminate her fruit. Now, if you're out there saying, but Amy, fruit's good. Fruit is a sugar. It is an ose. All of the oses, glucose, fructose, sucrose, lactose, those are sugars. And as a chemical structure, your body knows what to do with an ose. It's going to release insulin from your pancreas to take care of the elevated blood glucose levels to bring down that glucose. And that's how you really set yourself up for insulin resistance. And you stay in that sugar burning mode. You never become a fat burner because you're just burning sugar all of the time. Changing your body over, flipping that switch to becoming a fat burner requires you to stop pounding the sugar. And if you're eating fruit and you think it's good and there's antioxidants and blah, 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 you might be doing yourself a disservice. You might be hindering your weight loss efforts. So I want you to track. And I don't care what tracking app you use. I want you to track. My patients get an app with everything in it. They can track in the app. They can communicate in the app, the whole thing. If you're not my patient, then use Carbon. I mean, you can use my fitness pal. It's not my favorite, but find an app to track in so that at the end of the day, you look at that. And literally you are putting down in that app everything that goes into your mouth, not recall at the end of the day. Do not do that. You will forget things. You will forget the bag of carnivore snacks that you just ate in a day. I'm just speaking from experience there. You will forget the Hershey's Kisses that you grab. You'll forget the piece of, of dark chocolate. You'll forget the food that you picked off of your kid's plate because it was sitting there. You will forget. So you have to write it down. As soon as it goes into your mouth and passes your lips, you have to write it down. That's the only way you're going to see it right there in your face. That reality, that truth is right there in your face and you can't deny it. So when you track, you can't lie to yourself. You can't say at the end of the week, I'm so frustrated. I did so well, quote unquote. I ate clean. I'm doing air quotes here. You can't say that because you're recalling. When you track, it is truth. I'll say on paper, on paper, in the app, on digital, whatever, in your notes. It's right there in front of you to look at. So you can say, oh, I thought I was getting in 120 grams of protein. I'm only taking in 60, 70, 80. Oh, I thought I was eating low carb but all these little sneaky carbs are coming in. And what I thought was 50 grams of carbs is actually 100 or 120. Oh, I thought I was eating low carb and like a little bit higher fat, but I'm eating high fat, high carb. Track everything and that will help you. I promise you, it will help you. And I understand it can be triggering if you have dealt with an eating disorder in the past. I really do. I get that. Competing gives you disordered eating. So believe me, I get that. 
But at some point you need to be honest with yourself too. And even if you're tracking for a week, just to get an idea of what your day-to-day life actually looks like on paper, I really suggest you do that. Okay, number two is just adding in spices to your meals. So this doesn't require another supplement purchase, but you can add in things like cayenne pepper and hot spicy things. Cinnamon even helps regulate blood sugar. Use some cinnamon on in your coffee, on your keto paleo cookies that you're making. Put it in your in your vanilla protein mix smoothie. Well, I hesitate to say smoothie because you all put too much fruit in your smoothies. Make a protein shake with power protein fixer vanilla. Put some cinnamon and C60 cinnamon in it. Put a little bit of pumpkin puree, pumpkin spice, and oh my God, it's to die for. Use some cinnamon, use some cayenne, use some hot sauce, add a little bit of spice to your life because that will very gently, it's not like it's a fat burner, like you're going to buy over the counter. This isn't hydroxy cut from the 80s, but that spice has been shown in studies to up-level your fat burning. Green tea, black tea, those teas have been proven to help move fatty acids out of storage to be burned for fuel. So drinking green tea, if you don't like hot tea, make a big old pot of green tea and ice it. Put it in a stainless steel Tupperware juice container, not one of those Tupperwares that your mom had, you know, that you mix Kool-Aid in from days past, right? Put it in some kind of glass or stainless steel container, put it in your fridge, you can pour from it all day long. Now, green tea does have a little bit of caffeine. So if you're sensitive to caffeine, yes, you can get the decaf version. But my understanding, and I honestly have not looked into this deeply, but I'm just throwing it out there to you. Maybe you guys know. My understanding is when they decaffeinate coffee or tea, they're using chemicals to do so. So I'm not quite sure that the decaf version is necessarily better. And when it comes to coffee, if you want a little bit less caffeine, use something like a mushroom coffee, like Four Sigmatic. Green tea doesn't contain that much caffeine anyways. It's like 50 or 100 milligrams as opposed to 200 for a cup of coffee. So you're getting a little bit less caffeine, but if you are sensitive, go ahead and use the decaf. That's going to help as well. Doing things like hot yoga. Hot yoga is a heat stress. So we've talked about this thermogenic effect, heat stressor on the body and how the body actually shifts over to respond to that stressor. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad stressor. It's a good stressor, but the body responds to that stressor by amping up your metabolism. And when you're doing something like hot yoga, you're getting the parasympathetic nervous system in to help calm down your adrenals, help balance out your cortisol. You're getting the deep breathing in, which helps regulate your entire body, reduce inflammation, regulate cortisol, improve your adrenal function, improve your hormone balance. Then you're getting the sweating in. So there's your detox pathways opening up. Big time detox with hot yoga. I walk out of there like I stepped out of the shower. That's how much sweat I produce in a good hot yoga class. You're getting cardio in hot yoga because if you wear an Apple Watch and turn that on, you're gonna see you're going up into, well, the orange or the red actually. There are times I gotta drop the child's pose because my heart rate's pretty darn high. So you're actually getting a cardiovascular workout. You're getting the muscle 
workout. I mean, you're doing those push-ups, down dogs, up dogs, all of that. Listen, that's a great upper body workout using your own body weight. Doing some crow, a lot upper body strength. So you get so much when you combine hot yoga. Now, if you don't want to do hot yoga, jump in a sauna, do an infrared sauna. That heat stress, again, all the benefits that I just went through with hot yoga, same thing with the sauna. And then the opposite end of this is cold thermogenesis. A cold plunge, a cold shower, Wim Hof breathing, whatever you want to do. You can buy a really expensive cold plunge. You can take a really cold shower. You can do the Wim Hof, which is where you're starting off with 30 seconds of cold shower. Doing the Wim Hof breathing when you're in there because your body is going to react. You know, when you jump into a pool, remember that as a kid, you're, you're like, ah. yeah, that's what happens when you take a cold shower. You start gasping, but then your breathing starts to balance out and then you can go one minute and then you can go a minute and a half and then you can go two minutes and you're going to surprise yourself. The way you feel afterwards, after a cold plunge, cold shower, it is heavenly. I mean, you want to talk about eliminating fatigue and waking up your brain, just do that. And if you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, I can't do that. I'm already cold and tolerant because of my thyroid. Yes, you can, because doing the cold plunge will actually make you less cold and tolerant. Your body works toward homeostasis. It works toward balance. And when you expose yourself to the cold, it actually starts re-regulating your body temperature. So even if you have a shitty thyroid that you haven't taken care of yet, and you are the coldest one in the room and you're wearing sweaters in the summer, if you do cold plunges or cold chat, make that, that cold thermogenesis a part of your normal daily routine, you will find that your body will adapt to it. So not only is it going to burn more fat, we're going to get into that in a minute, but it's also going to adapt and make you more tolerant to the cold. Now, what we find with cold thermogenesis is that it activates brown adipose tissue, which is BAT. And that brown adipose tissue I've talked about when I talk about thyroid fixer and T2, because T2 will activate brown adipose tissue. It will turn your white squishy fat, think of white adipose tissue as that squishy fat, the visceral fat, the fat that makes you fat, the fat that causes heart disease and type 2 diabetes. Brown fat is full of mitochondria and it's active. So when you have more brown fat, it's very protective to your body, it's protective to your organs and it's metabolically active. So that brown fat is actually burning your stored body fat. It's being utilized for fuel. So when we can activate brown fat or we can turn white fat into brown fat, that just makes us healthier. It lowers our insulin. So we become more insulin sensitive instead of insulin resistant. And increase our basal metabolic rate, our metabolism. That's what T2 does. That's how it's so effective because it's actually increasing your BMR. It's activating brown adipose tissue. It's turning white fat into brown fat. It's stimulating the mitochondria to produce more ATP. And this is also what you get with cold exposure or cold thermogenesis. Now, there's also the, the non-shivering effect of being cold. So you think, well, if I get into a cold plunge, I'm going to shiver. You're actually not. It's so fast. You're only in there again, 30 seconds, two minutes, you know, people work their way up to five minutes, 10 minutes. And you might be shaking a little bit, but it's not the same as if you're standing outside in the cold and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't bring my jacket. And you start shaking. But whether you are doing the non-shaking thermogenesis or you are outside shivering, that sh non-shivering thermogenesis, or you're outside shivering, both situations are activating your metabolism and activating that brown adipose tissue. 
And I don't want you getting, you know, your immune system dropped and all that being all cold all the time. If you're outside in the cold and it's rainy and you're damp and you're shaking. I mean, that's not necessarily fun, but I got to tell you when I'm hunting, I mean, I wear fantastic clothes. I've done different IG videos from my hunting blind and I'm out there all day, sometimes eight to 10 hours and I have amazing clothes on. But I got to tell you, there are times where I will kind of just start to shake because you're still. So even with all of those clothes on, you're sitting, your body temp lowers, it's cold outside, the windows are open, I'm looking for deer, it's December. So yeah, there are times where I will start to, to shiver and I just roll with it. I mean, eventually I might turn on the heater to get warmed up, but I just roll with it because I know that I'm stimulating that brown adipose tissue. So cold thermogenesis is amazing as well. And then last but not least, I know I tell you guys to lift heavy shit, but I'm also going to tell you to do some HIIT workouts. So let's say you're out in the gym and this was me today. I was out, I, I did squats. I wanted to kind of get more of a full body kind of thing going on because I'm going to miss a couple of days of my workouts. So I did squats with a barbell. Then I did some lunges. I did some wall sits. Then I changed over and did some overhead presses, supersetting with burpees. I would look down at my watch and I was, again, in the orange or the red sometimes. So even though I'm lifting heavy, I'm also getting that cardiovascular high-intensity interval training in. So even if you are doing like a, a full-body sprint, not sprinting, running, but let's say you're doing, like I said, like overhead presses, and then you do 30 seconds of burpees. Overhead presses, 30 seconds of burpees. Do that three or four times. There's your cardio. Do walking lunges. My favorite workout, I've said this before, is sore legs, where you do two minutes of reverse lunges, 30-second wall set. A minute 50 reverse lunges, 30-second wall set. You keep dropping down by 10 seconds on the reverse lunges, intersecting that with a 30-second wall set. Your heart rate gets up. So yes, I do want you to do cardio per se, not the Peloton, the elliptical, the treadmill. I want you to get in that high intensity interval training through the day. Also studies show if you do mini bouts of exercise through the day, like let's say you're working and you stand up and you decide to do a hundred air squats or 50 walking lunges, and then you sit back down. Those little movements through the day that stimulate your muscles also increase your metabolism. So they're going to make you more of a fat burning machine in the long run than just sitting at your desk all day long and doing one workout in the morning or one workout in the evening and then sitting the rest of your day. Get up and move. Even things like one study showed calf raises. So sitting at your desk doing continuous calf raises stimulates brown adipose tissue and increases your metabolism. People who are fidgeters, you've probably heard this before, people who fidget and you can't, you can't make yourself fidget. You are either a fidgeter or you're not because this is an unconscious thing, but people who tend to fidget are leaner. They have bigger metabolisms, higher metabolisms than the rest of us because their body is moving in some sort of way all day long. But you can mimic that in that doing what I just said, get up and move, do a really quick, do a set of push-ups. Drop down on the floor. Nobody's watching in your office. Do a set of push-ups. Get up, sit at your desk. Two hours later, stand up, do a set of air squats. Give me 50, give me 100, sit down at your desk. Those little mini workouts are not gonna make you sweaty where you have to go shower, but they're enough to stimulate your metabolism. So all of these quickie tips, I hope are very, very helpful. The, the episode was quick. These are quickie tips. I hope you love it. I hope you implement and I hope this helps you. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team. They are an extension of me. They are amazing. And you and I will talk after that once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right. I hope to see you soon.